Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. We are back after this wonderful holiday break. Merry Christmas, uh, happy holidays, whatever you celebrated. Uh, gentlemen, we are back. How are we feeling after the holiday on this Wednesday night? Uh, feeling a little bit tired from the holidays. They always make you a little bit tired, but, you know, it's it's always a good time over the holiday season. Uh, you know, we got... Back to our podcast today after a week off, after our award shows. We got World's End coming up this weekend, so we got predictions for that. Um, and there's, we got always got some news, so, you know, let's get into it. Yeah, World's End coming up this week, and we just should be pretty cool. Um, hopefully, we'll see the devil reveal officially. Um, I thought the Monday Night Raw recap was cool, going through the classic matches of 2023 and ready to spill into 2024 with the new year, so looking forward to it. All right, Sean, and I'll hand it off to you for the On This Day Today, December 27th. All right, On This Day, December 27th, I'm going to do two of those. So first one is 1998. It was WCW Starcade where history made itself with Goldberg. Uh, 173 match win streak came to an end, uh, losing the WCW World Heavyweight Championship to Kevin Nash. And then we're going to do 2016. Uh, it was a Friday Night SmackDown American Alpha, which is Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. They won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a fatal four-way elimination match, defending Luke Harper and Randy Orton, as well as the Usos and Heath Slater and Rhino. And AJ Styles successfully defended the WWE Championship in a triple threat match against Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin. So a couple title matches on there. So from the looks of it, pretty solid SmackDown. Pretty good, pretty good. And in terms of news, um, as Chris mentioned or Sean mentioned, uh, we had the Best of Raw show on Monday night, Best of 2023. There was some good stuff on that show, so hopefully everyone enjoyed that as a uh, placeholder for Monday Night Raw for this week. Uh, Triple H did make good on his promise, and I believe everyone got the holiday off, which was nice. And then in terms of AEW this week, we do have Forbidden Door, so look out for that. One thing for the news I want to just mention is ESPN did come out with their 2023 awards today. Similarly, as we did last week, not as many, of course, uh, but I'll go through them quickly. So their female wrestler of the year was Rhea Ripley and their runner ups were tied for second were Julia and EO Sky as the runner ups. The male wrestler of the year was Cody Rhodes. And the second place runner-ups were a three-way tie for a second. It was Roman Reigns, MJF, and Will Ospreay. I thought Seth should have been over Roman, but whatever. Uh, tag team of the year was FTR, which uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. The runner-up was uh, KO and Sammy. No judgment day, kind of surprising. Debut of the year was an easy one, CM Punk. <laughs> Uh, and runner-up was Mercedes Monet. Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year was L.A. Knight. And the runner-up was Swerve. Promo Artist of the Year was MJF. And the runner-up was L.A. Knight. Match of the Year was Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. 
um, and Re they had and Wrestle Kingdom. What I found was interesting was the runner-up for this was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Uh, best pay-per-view of the year uh, was an easy one. We yeah. were all there. WrestleMania 39. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was terrible was the runner-up was Forbidden Door 2023, which that was the there, worst. Was, there was literally <laughs> two or three good, really, really good matches on there. But wow. Uh, Storyline of the year was The Bloodline. And the runner-up was MJF and Adam Cole. So not a bad list. Some definitely glaring holes with their runner-ups. But hey, I digress, right? Uh, also in the news quickly, I know we just mentioned Mercedes Monday quickly. That steam is uh, going to be stockpiling, I think, all the way to Royal Rumble and maybe past Royal Rumble going to WrestleMania season for us. Um, <clears throat> there's no update in terms of like anything really that we haven't heard yet but uh it seemed oh she did post i'm not i'm sure you guys saw this over christmas break it was uh it said happy happy holidays it was, she posted an instagram picture with uh obviously going down it was like triple h which is yeah um so i thought that was pretty ironic that she did that and i think everyone else did as well so it seems to be we are trending in the direction that uh, Mercedes Monet came to her senses and didn't go to AEW. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we will see about what we get from that. And in terms of things tonight, we are recording before AEW happens. So uh, we don't know the actual winners of the gold and blue side of the tournament. Uh, so what's going to happen is in part of our predictions, we will pick who we think will get there and then who we think will win. So it'll be based off of that, but there should be some good matches on dynamite tonight, um, as well as some good lead up to world's end this weekend. So it should be a good episode of dynamite tonight. So look out for that. Anything else guys that we're kind of forgetting. I know what has it, we have, nothing's been too crazy over the holiday break, but, uh, and then we do want to mention quickly the MSG show, uh, was last night. So shout out to anyone that attended the MSG live event. It seemed to be obviously a really good crowd. Uh, some great reactions for Punk. Some great reactions for Jey Uso, Sammy. Uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, CM Punk's first match back in WWE. So hopefully more of that to come. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing that we did over the holiday break. This isn't part of the news, but we just want to talk about it quickly. Uh, we did see the Iron Claw, as we said we were going to see. So the movie about the Von Erich brothers. Uh, I'll let you guys talk first. Any immediate reactions from the movie? Anything? I mean, I thought it was obviously really good, but um, anything you guys want to say about it? So for starters, I want to say that it was a pretty solid movie. I only saw like the two and a half minute trailer. So I usually like to not really watch everything because for me personally, I like to watch a movie. I don't like to watch all the previews. I feel like they're going to put all the highlights and the key parts to it. So I like to kind of be surprised. What I what jumped off to me was how personal it got. I did not think there were going to be as many deaths and tragedies that happened in that it was going to be like an emotional, like family issue between like the relationship between the dad specifically and their four sons. I thought that stuck out to me, um, the first thing. Because obviously it's mostly a wrestling movie, but there's obviously like the ups and downs of like the expectation of what their father had for them. 
in terms of like what they're going to do for themselves. Um, you know, the adverse effect that it did to their bodies, like, you know, taking, you know, painkillers, et cetera, which also, you know, unfortunately led to the demise of like half their family. So um, overall, though, it was like, you know, you had the highs, you had the lows. It was pretty much a very good storytelling of uh, the family of the Von Erichs. Yeah, I think immediate reaction is it was actually like a very good movie. And I think it was almost on point with kind of how their lives actually were. And like us being in the crowd, like we could feel the emotion from the family anytime, you know, someone passed, something bad happened, which is, you know, what tells a good movie. So initial reaction, I thought the movie was great. I thought the acting was great. I think they did a good job with the cast as well. So no complaints for me. And I knew somewhat of the story about the Von Erics, obviously, uh, being a wrestling fan, but I didn't know like that in-depth detail. Uh, so if you don't know about them, I'll be honest with you, you don't even have to be a fan of wrestling to see this movie. I think it's just like, to be honest, if you want to be like, uh, you know, super enthralled with like emotions and it's a very like hard hitting story, uh, this is a great watch. Uh, obviously proceed with caution. There's a lot of tragedy in this movie, but it, I thought in general, I think everyone played their part really, really well. And it really gave you a glimpse about in terms of what their life was like, especially with the uh, the father being such like an athletic uh, prowess himself, like had so much expectations on his son. So I thought that was very interesting, but um, super sad, but it was, it was portrayed just really, really well. So if you are thinking about going to see it, uh, and, and if you are a wrestling fan, I would definitely go and see it. I know the guy, and we talked about this before the podcast went on air, uh, I know the guy, the guy who played Ric Flair got some flack, and I did not think he was good by any means, but it just is what it is. Uh, we did see MJF make an appearance <laughs> in the ring, uh, and he played Lance Von Eric, which was it was it just he didn't have a huge part, but it was very very funny when he was in the ring. He was showboating and stuff, so I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's a definitely must see for me, especially if you are a wrestling fan or not know anything about the Von Erichs. I think it's really cool. But even if you're not, this is one of the better biopics. But the other reason I want to talk about this is my hope what comes to this, because there was good turnout at the box office this weekend, is we get another one uh, based around someone else. I've seen some interesting recommendations on Twitter the past few days. One, I think that we would all really enjoy, and, and someone did this, and I thought that would be a great story, is Eddie Guerrero if they did something similar to this for Eddie Gore, I think that would be wild. Um, that would be super cool. Someone, I think jokingly said Benoit, but I, I was knew, like, please I don't I, do that. I had a feeling that someone was going to throw that out there. So I was like, oh, that's more than like a tragic uh, thing, but Eddie Guerrero would be an, an, an incredible one, and I think they would do it really, really well. So I also see them going like a long time period, and then wait until like Zac Efron really gets older, and then him portraying like the father, and then having like maybe oh, her son, so we accept kind of like do like a plot twist of like maybe a different demeanor. But uh, yeah, something like that, and then just have like maybe three or four, um, you know, sons of his and stuff like that be involved in the movie, and then they kind of do like a spinoff of it. Interesting. Yeah, Zach Efron may never get old. He's he, he definitely does a lot of Botox. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> he all, we can also say that they all got uh, absolutely jacked to play their roles. Uh, Zach Efron all, he seems like to always bulk up, but 
Jeremy Allen White, the one that plays Kerry Von Erich, uh, he was in The Bear. He got very big for this movie as well. Uh, it's very noticeable. And if you see him in some of his interviews, he said like how much he had to eat for this film. I thought that was wild. Um, but yeah, it was a great movie. So if, if you are thinking about seeing it, definitely see it. It's something that if you like cinema, it's definitely something to do. Um, okay, gentlemen, let's move into our... Are we missing anything for news before I move on? I'll put out one quick thing. Uh, do you guys see... Oh, yeah. Goldberg is still very petty about uh, the retirement match and had some very uh, not-so-tasteful comments about Vince McMahon, <laughs> saying that he's a piece of shit uh, for not holding <laughs> up his part of the bargain because apparently the backstage situation was... When he faced Roman, Vince told him to put him over, and Goldberg <laughs> essentially agreed, but he said, on one condition, you give me my retirement match. And supposedly, according to Goldberg, Vince agreed to it. However, you know, he Goldberg did the job, you know, the right move by putting over Roman. But um, according to him, he did not live up to um, his end of the bargain by not giving him that retirement match. Me personally, Goldberg does not deserve shit. He um, <laughs> to have a very premature ending of his career. He is probably arguably the most reckless man in the ring. He almost killed The Undertaker. So <laughs> good riddance. That's all I have to say. Yeah, shout out to Goldberg. Uh, I agree. Hall of he, Fame. I don't think he deserves a, a retirement match. I think that you can call that his retirement match. He put over the younger talent and we'll just end it there. I mean, is what it is. Uh, and he was at, he was at a college football game somewhat recently and he gave a spear to someone and it looked like it wasn't a spear. It looked like he picked him up and gave him like a suplex instead. I saw that. I was like, if you can't even handle a spear anymore, my man, you probably shouldn't be wrestling anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, besides that, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up in terms of news, what we had. Uh, what we will do uh, quickly is just mention, well, before we go into our predictions, the tournament is going to be happening tonight before uh, we're filming before AEW. So for the tournament, we're going to pick our outcome of who we think is going to make it to the final. You will get a point for each of those, and then you will get a point for or two points for if you predict the correct winner. Uh, but we will be ranking one through six on the other six matches um, and then kind of take it from there. So um, we will go from there, and then uh, we will kind of do what we normally do for a prediction. So our prediction show is, is World's End this weekend. It's this Saturday. Um, there are seven matches on the card as of right now. My guess, by the time we get to Saturday, it'll probably be ten. Maybe one more on the main card, maybe two pre-show matches. Hopefully they can stick it to just that. We'll see. Um, but as we always do, I will go through every match. Uh, we will give our confidence points and we will give our winner. Uh, gentlemen, I will start with, let's do, <laughs> do we want to go hardest to easiest? Let's, let's just do that this way. Let's do our tournament final. Let's do that first. So who we have in the final and then who we have winning. Uh, so for me, I actually have Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley in the final. As bad as that is to say, I just don't think Danielson is going to make it to the final. And I have John Moxley winning and becoming the new champion, champion, champion. 
I have the same final, but I have with Eddie Kingston winning, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, why make him go through the whole tournament and lose? But again, Jeremy said the opposite to me. So I can see either way. Uh, but I just, I don't know. There's something about Eddie Kingston that's just clicking in my brain right now. I actually, when uh, Danielson and Swerve is uh, my final. I would, I, that's, the, that's the final I would prefer if you asked me that. what I preferred. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I think that they want to basically go out with the bang, have like a really like top tier wrestling match. And I think, you know, those two arguably, obviously you can replace Moxie. Moxie has a very good shot of it. I just don't see Eddie Kingston again there for some reason. I just, maybe they do uh, give us a quick like audible and do it. But I don't know. Something's telling me not to pick a Kingston for this tournament. Who do you have? Winning? Uh, Sean, who do you have winning? I have Swerve winning. Swerve winning. Okay, I'd like that. I see that'd be fine with me. Either of those would be fine. Uh, not, I mean, I think what's going to happen is exactly what I said, and I'm, I, I, if Eddie Kingston wins, I'm not going to be happy with that. So we'll just <laughs> leave it there. Uh, the next match we have Hook defending the FTW Championship against Wheeler Yuta in the FTW Rules match. Sean, go ahead. You can go first. For me, I'm picking Hook for two. I just don't really see uh, Wheeler Yuta again this victory here because, one, I feel like the fans really don't really care what he's doing because essentially he's the weakest link of, you know, um, the BCC and everything like that. But to me, there really isn't much steam in this feud. And I feel like if there's, like, a title change, you at least got to have something that's, like, worthy of them, like, thinking as a fan that there's going to be a title change. And for me, I think Hook is going to drop the belt to somebody more meaningful, in my opinion. So I'm going to go hook here. Not too confident, but I think uh, the champ retains. Yeah, I have hook for four. Um, exactly what you said, Sean. Nobody really cares about Wheeler Yuta, so why give him this championship? At least as a singles competitor, uh, that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the only reason why I went with hook. I don't think he's going to lose to Yuta. I don't think Yuta should hold that championship. So hook for four. Uh, hook all around. I have hook for three for all of the same reasons they said. If he loses, I can very much see him losing because he barely wrestles at this point, except for usually pay-per-views now. Uh, I just, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Julia Hart versus Abaddon, uh, for the TBS championship. I have Julia Hart for four. These championship matches, I think, are locks, in my opinion. I think Julia Hart is coming off a win to win the championship uh, and maybe has defended it once. I don't know if she defended on live TV. I don't really remember. Uh, but I have I have Julia Hart winning for, 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 for four. I don't see her losing this championship anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Julia Hart for being one of the biggest rising stars in AEW. Yeah, I have Julia Hart for five. If I could put the max on it, I would, but I'm only given one max. Uh, but like <laughs> you said, both are probably locks. Um, Julia Hart, like Jeremy said, one of the fastest rising stars in AEW, which is big for the women's division because she's playing a vital role right now, being the character that she is. So again, she's not going to lose this anytime soon uh, unless they really start building some talent over there for Julia Hart to actually compete against. So Julia for five. Yeah, I also had Julia for five. I just don't see how um I don't even think I'm super did she even defend it yet? I don't even think she's defended the belt yet. Maybe she did on like a collision or a rampage, but I think that this is our first title defense and 
there's no way that Tony Khan, if he has any sense in his body about creativity with the women's division, that you're going to have her win the bell just to drop it at the next pay-per-view. So, Julie for five. And then next we have Tony, Timeless Tony Storm versus Riho uh, for the AW World Championship. Women's this one, I'm going to put my max on Tony for six. This one is a lock. Um, Tony also just won the belt back to be like a two-time champion for the women, and she's not losing it, especially to Rio. And no disrespect, but she is not somebody that I ever want to see win the belt, or do I think she's worthy of it? Just Not just the stature between the two, it's just like – what you bring to the table. Tony's got the best character in the women's division. Rio's just kind of there just to kind of feed Tony challengers at this point. So that's the way I look at it. So Tony for six. Yep. Tony for six as well. Um, she is the best thing that that women's division has right now with all the injuries and stuff to other wrestlers. Uh, it's really not even close between her and I think the second best. And they're not going to take the championship away from her this fast with what she has going. So easy pick, Tony for Max. Tony for Max. I don't need to say anything else. They said it all. Uh, the next match we have Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho and a to-be-announced teammate. I have Chris Jericho and to-be-announced teammate here for two. I'm not confident in this. The only way I can see this happen is... I think if it was Kenny Omega, they are definitely winning this match, and I'd be a little more confident in it. The thing is, though, I just think they're going to put try and put in someone with Chris Jericho uh, that's going to surprise someone, and I don't think that a surprise would lose. And maybe it's someone like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I could see Dolph Ziggler being his partner. I could see someone else that was on that non-compete be his partner. So if they do that, I think there's a good chance that Jericho wins the tag titles with that opponent, uh, with that team. Uh, there's very, very much a chance that they could just lose this match, and that's fine with me. But I went on a limb, and I picked Jericho and TBA for two. I went with uh, Big Bill and Ricky for two. I do think if Kenny Omega was in this match, I would be picking the other way. I don't know. I mean, they could really come up with anybody to be his partner, I guess. It could be a debuting superstar. It could be a returning superstar. Yeah. Um, if it's debuting, I will have a bad feeling about this. Like if it's someone new, if it's someone returning, I think I might have a better feeling about it. If it's someone who is on the weekly roster, I have a great feeling about this. <laughs> um, so I'm just going with Big Bill and Ricky because Kenny's not in this match. And I don't know if, they can't match another tag team partner and replace Kenny Omega like that with Jericho as the Golden Jets. So I think it's going to be hard for Jericho to win with someone who he doesn't have a story with right now. Um, so I went with Big Bill and Ricky for two. I'm going Big Bill and Ricky for one. And it's kind of similar reasons to what you said, Chris, that obviously if Kenny were in the match, I would put a pretty high number on the Golden Jets. But the fact that Kenny's not involved... I feel like Chris Jericho winning here, it would basically put aside like a whole new story that he has to get involved with, like the random tag team partner. And I just feel like you can't really like take that risk right now because then you have to start from scratch again and then kind of go on the fly. So I think that they should lose this match here and then basically they can run it back with them once Kenny gets healthy and then have Jericho kind of go into singles feud because I think Jericho is better at singles feuds than tag team stuff. 
if he actually has somebody that's not really as great. But if you have a Kenny Omega in your coin, then obviously it's going to be great. But obviously Kenny not being there is uh, the key factor for me. And then, Sean, we'll keep it with you. We have the TNT Championship no disqualification match. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. I am going Adam Copeland for four. And I'm pretty wow. good. I'm pretty confident in this one because of the fact that, well, they ran it already once on Dynamite in Montreal. I think it was Montreal or somewhere in Canada. Um, and Edge got, he lost in a fuck finish. And I don't see Edge losing twice or Adam Copeland twice in a row. I just don't see it happening. Maybe they could do that because obviously we've seen it in WWE. We've seen it probably. We've seen AEW with Swerve and Heyman. But with Adam Copeland, he's such a key factor in like one of the most important people on that roster i don't see how you don't reward him with this championship right now and if they want to just continue to feud with him and christian i think you just do it but i don't see him losing um off the bat especially and i don't even see if he loses again that it's another like fuck finish i feel like the fans would be kind of irate about it but i do see copeland getting it done i went with copeland for one this is the match that i'm least confident in um I like you said, Sean. I don't see him losing twice in a row to Christian, even though the first one was interference and fuck finish, whatever it may be. It's still a loss. Um, I don't see him going zero two going into next year. Um, so I think that he should win the championship, and I think that they should have a third match next year as well, whether it's on a dynamite or a collision or whatever. The next pay per view after that. Um, I do think they should have three matches, and I think Copeland should get the better of them two two times. So I'm going with him winning the title here for one. Well, this is going to be the deciding match. I have Christian for one. I, for some reason, think that there is going to be... It's a no-DQ match for a reason, right? I, I don't know. I just don't see his win being in a no-DQ match to win the championship. So... For me, I have Christian retaining here. I also, I don't know. I think Christian's deserved it to keep the title a little bit longer and to develop the story a little bit longer. And then you get the big payoff uh, with with him and Adam Copeland and the third match, in my opinion. I could be very wrong about this, but I'm not confident either way. But I did pick Christian uh, for one. And then next is MJF versus Samoa Joe. I have MJF for five here. If Samoa Joe wins this match, whether MJF is hurt or not, we're fucked. Uh, I just don't see... Listen, and that's not a ton of bricks at Samoa Joe. I just... I don't see him as your world champion going into 2024. If you have him going into 2024 as your world championship, he better be losing it in the first week of the of the year. In my opinion, I, I just I don't buy Samoa Joe as the guy at the top anymore. Uh, so for me, it, it has to be MJF. He has to retain. And I think there's only two people he can lose it to now. And it's Adam Cole if he's going to be healthy in a, in a certain amount of time. And if not, it's Swerve. I don't think it's anyone else besides those two. I went with MJF for three. Uh, the reason I put a low, lower number on is just because of the injury. That does scare me a little bit, him actually being banged up in a few spots. Um, 
But again, I'm with you. Samoa Joe should not be the guy headed into 2024 as the AEW world champion. Um, do I view him as a world champion? I think I do. I think he's done enough for me to give him that title. But against MJF, you just can't give it to him in this spot. So I'm thinking MJF retains as long as he's healthy enough. But that injury does scare me. So MJF for three. I also have MJF for three. What about I'll say about the injury though is to me I'm not really too concerned about because the way that MJF is built, you would literally have to like just take off his entire limbs for you to basically take that championship off him. Though he has that fighting spirit, and I just don't see, um, regardless of how bad he's banged up, I don't see him dropping the belt. And I also look at from a storyline perspective. If you're gonna have the devil like reveal himself, let's just say for example hypothetical. So let's say it's Adam Cole. And he, they go a swerve, and they give it to Samoa Joe, and they have the devil, Adam Cole, cost MJF the match. That would do no good deed at all because then the feud is going to be without a title, and then that is pointless in my opinion. I think that Adam Cole and MJF feud has to be for the belt. MJF needs to win this. I think he will. Samoa Joe is excellent on the mic. Once upon a time, he was a great wrestler. To me, I just I don't really care about what he's doing anymore. I just see him as a mid-carder. Um, at this stage of like the game right now, um, I don't see him being a world champion anymore, and nor should he. MJF needs to retain going to 2024. I think he re-signed with AEW, and they'll probably reveal that very soon. And then just continue on the storyline. That's the other thing to kind of take into consideration here. Uh, he has said that he is not signed currently. So... Saw that. If if that is the case, and he's, I don't know, I'm sure he will re-sign an AEW, but if he's not going to sign, he's going to lose this match. That's the other thing. If they don't know what they're going to do with him, and he's not guaranteed to say, I'm coming back to AEW, which I think he already has. I think he's fucking with us by saying yeah. that. But if he hasn't and he loses this match, you know, it, first of all, I think if he loses this match, you can only point to one or two things. He's actually really injured and can't wrestle anymore. Or he's fucking going to WWE. He's in the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, which is wild to think about. But um, we will see. I think it'll be a decent pay-per-view. What we say about every AEW pay-per-view is usually the in-ring in work is obviously great. Uh, I'd be interested. The one thing, now that I'm reflecting back on this, if... Let's say Danielson and Swerve lose their matches. They're just not going to be on the card at all. Like, are they going to add a match after tonight after people lose? My guess is yes. Because mm. if you left Swerve off a card where he's been the hottest he's ever been, I think that's crazy. So They had three more matches on the card, honestly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see after our predictions what gets added tonight through Dynamite. And also um, moving forward through the the show's rampage, and are they they're not doing collision, obviously, um, or they're doing collision Friday. I don't really remember what they're doing. But I mean that wraps for World's End. What we're thinking about uh, potentially next week as part of one of our episodes as well is doing a 2024 wish list. So wish list for wrestling. What we're thinking about. Uh, what we want to see. So not necessarily what we think is going to happen, what we want to see in 2024. That could be a certain storyline. That could be a certain person winning a championship, whether it be 
a mid mid card title, a main event title, whatever it may be. Roman retaining. Oh, return a moment like that shitty moment that would happen. Um, anything that would go. Uh, so we will do that either on the Monday episode or the Wednesday episode next week. It should be a really good one. So stay tuned for that. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, kind of break for the episode? Uh, I know we kind of went through the news already, but anything else you guys want to bring up before we break? Yeah, um, I just want to say thank you to all the fans that have listened because, you know, this wraps up 2023 for us. And the next time we're coming back is 2024. And we yep. started in 2023. It's been a great year of wrestling uh, pay-per-view reviews, Mount Rushmore episodes, prediction shows. We've done a lot in 2023, and we're going to continue uh, next year as well. So I just want to say thank you for people who actually stick around and listen. Yeah, I'm going to follow up that, Chris Duffy. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Uh, man, what a ride it's been so far. Like, this year just flew by. And, you know, when you're having fun doing, like, what you're doing, like, it basically just reflects on, like, the content everything like that. Like, we doing, like, the prediction, Creasy, what Chris said, the prediction shows, the trivias, um, you know, the, the about me's we've done. We've done so many different episodes. It's really nice to see, like, uh, the feedback that we get on these. So, thanks for the fans watching. And you will see more different content, hopefully more guests going into 2024. I know we we haven't had a guest in a little while, but... Uh, we will make a note of that in in the beginning of the year, and we'll explore possibilities. So I know we said we'd go on TikTok and things like that. So I'm hoping 2024 gives us a little bit more time to be able to kind of do some more content, some side content for you guys too, whether it's one of us, whether it's all three of us. Uh, if we're posting just content, just to kind of interact with you all, um, that would be really cool. And hopefully uh, we have obviously the past like three or four episodes We've now been uh, completely video, so that's also something that we kind of updated uh, towards the end of the year now that we have uh, that capability. So uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, we're always um, interested in feedback as well, or uh, if you have comments, we've had some comments on social media and things like that. Um, so we're, we're in tune with that, uh, even if they're kind of outlandish comments, we have no problem. Uh, but yeah, cheers to 2023, a full year of the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we'll be coming, well, I guess we'll be coming up on the full, full year, uh, in the next month or two. So, uh, cheers to 2023. We're hoping great things in 2024. Uh, we hope you all enjoy World's End this week. I think it'll be actually, as we said, a good pay-per-view in ring and, uh, stay tuned for our review next week and our, our wish list. That'll be pretty fun for us to do. So, uh, stay tuned. Happy 2023 going to 2024. Happy New Year. Um, and we'll see you on the other side. See you next year.